0: Hey everyone, I'm Ashes, and I'm Will, and And this this is Ashes Ashes and Will Do Disney. Disney. Each week, one of us will tell the other the history, facts, and stories behind the rides and attractions of Disney that have made special memories for generations. Keep in mind that Ashes and Will Do Disney is not affiliated with or employed by the Walt Disney Company, and our views and opinions do not reflect theirs. Now it's time to sit back, relax, and put on your ears, because it's time for Ashes and Will Do Disney. Oh hey there Ashes. Oh wait, tonight it is just me. Ashes is at work as we announced on the Facebook page we were taking the week off from a regular episode. Life was just kind of busy. But I had a little bit of an idea as I mentioned to keep an eye out for some content this week. We weren't leaving you completely high and dry. I am doing what is the first mini episode. And it's actually a play on words. You'll see it when it's all published and whatnot. Mini being, it's not a full episode like M-I-N-I, so it's a shorter episode. But it's going to be all punny with a play on words, and it's an M-I-N-N-I-E episode. Get it? A mini episode. That's the one and only time I'm going to explain it, because if you have to keep explaining a joke or a pun, it's just not funny, and it loses all of its meaning. But here I am sitting in my room with the dogs tonight. Had an idea because I had read a little bit of something the other day in a magazine that I thought was really cool and worth doing the first mini episode for. It feels a little bit weird because normally I have Ashes on the other side of the table talking with me and this is a bit more of a conversation. We do a quiz and we have a lot of fun with this and. Now I'm sitting here in a room by myself talking to myself. It's just kind of like Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park after everybody gets out of the Jeep and he's explaining chaos theory to himself, essentially. But at the same time, I'm telling stories and talking to our faithful listeners here. So really, it's not like I'm talking to myself and you guys are just real good listeners and you don't interrupt me and you just let me do my thing. It's not to say ashes interrupts me. Anyways, first mini-episode, you saw it on the TikTok, I gave a quick little fact about the Cinderella's Castle at Walt Disney World, so I wanted to give a little bit more on that here, and most of where I'm getting this information from for this mini-episode is from WDW Magazine. If you haven't checked out that magazine, it's actually really cool, because It's written by people who go to the parks, essentially, and have gone to the parks for vacation and for work, too, because they're writing articles about it. But it's not like an official corporate Disney thing, so it is a little bit more open, a little bit more honest. and Kind of like what Ashes and I do, where we're looking into different attractions from a fan's perspective, not a cast member perspective. Though one day I would like to be a cast member. That is the the dream job there. But for right now, I'm still from the fan perspective. And a lot of the facts that I got here on the Cinderella Castle, I just thought was real interesting. And so with that, even if you've never gone to Walt Disney World, when someone says, what's the first thing you think of? Most people are going to say the castle. Unless you're me, and you're going to say the Haunted Mansion, because that's just who I am, and I like the Haunted Mansion. But most people are able to recognize that castle as the main standout of Disney World. And a lot of what I'm going to get here right now is coming from an article by Catherine Hiles, who does write for WDW Magazine. And without further ado... Construction on Cinderella's Castle started in 1970 and took 18 months to build, and it opened to the public on October 1st, 1971. All the parks have their centerpieces. At Hollywood Studios, it used to be the Wizard Hat, now it's the Tower of Terror, Epcot has the Globe, Animal Kingdom has the Tree of Life, and Magic Kingdom has Cinderella's Castle. Now, its main influence was from a castle in Germany, in the Bavaria region, and that's definitely its main influence. But it also took a lot of stylistic influence from France, Spain, and the Czech Republic, and even Poland. Now, the castle looks like it's built with bricks, but it's actually concrete, steel, and cement, so that way it has a strong foundation. This is Florida, it needs to be able to withstand hurricane weather. And there's also plaster and fiberglass, and it's painted to resemble bricks. And then it has the light blue, gold, and gray paint. The Cinderella Castle only has 27 turrets, but it was designed with 29. However, turrets number 13 and 17 couldn't be built because they weren't going to be visible from anywhere at ground level. So As a guest walking in, if you were looking at the castle, you couldn't see turrets 13 and 17. However, they still did labor all all the turrets 1 to 29. Just 13 and 17 are missing. As I mentioned in the TikTok video, Cinderella Castle is actually a lot smaller than it looks. A castle is something that seems to be large and imposing and just it's supposed to be a big structure. But the castle is only 189 feet tall. Now, when I made the TikTok video, I was talking about how any structure that's over 200 feet tall has to have the red flashing lights on tops to show that aircrafts that it's there. That's a state mandate. When I originally made the video, I had said over 190 feet tall. And then I brought up the fact that we did talk a little bit about that in the Tower of Terror episode and how Tower of Terror is under 200 feet tall, so it doesn't have to have the red flashing lights on it. It's just under. It's 199 feet tall. But Ash and I were kind of going back and forth when I showed her the video, because she was saying, no, 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 it's over 200 feet tall that you have to have the red flashing lights. I'm saying, no, 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 I just read that it has to be under 190 feet. I just read it. And so we googled it and it's sitting there showing, yep, 200 feet and above needs the red flashing lights for aircrafts. So I went and fixed my video, did all that. And then when I was getting ready to do this little mini episode, I came across our disparity. When the castle was built in 1970, federal regulations did say anything over 190 feet had to have the red flashing lights. Now in present day, when Tower of Terror was being built up to now, Anything over 200 feet has to have flashing lights. So, in essence, Ashes and I were both right. Mine was just outdated. But we're there now. The way they wanted to make the castle look bigger without having to put the red flashing lights was using force perspective. Force perspective is a technique that Disney has used a lot of times. One of my favorite force perspective techniques they use is in Darby O'Gill and the Little People, where essentially Darby O'Gill and King Brian are farther apart from each other, but they force it to make it look like they're right next to each other, so that way Albert Sharp as Darby O'Gill looks much bigger than King Brian, even though they're in the same room, just pushed back a little bit. Disney made it in such a design that you have to naturally look up at the castle, and when you're looking up, it makes it look a lot bigger than it actually is. While Cinderella Castle is not the tallest structure at Walt Disney World, It is taller than Sleeping Beauty Castle at Disneyland, and it's also not the only Cinderella Castle. There's also a Cinderella Castle that is a smaller version in Tokyo Disneyland. Now there's a lot of detail that goes into the Cinderella Castle. The glass mosaics, when you walk across the bridge into the actual park, there's over 300,000 pieces of Italian glass within the five mosaics. And it took 22 months to create those. One of my favorite things, but also one of the more sad things for me, is that there is a hidden guest room in the castle. It was originally intended to be for Walt Disney and any guests that he had, but obviously Walt died before the park opened. So the guest room idea was pushed to the side, and for a long time, that guest room was used as a dressing room for cast members and storage. Eventually, though, it was finished into a suite, as Walt had wanted. And here's where I'm sad, because again, I think this is really cool. But with this suite, chances are you won't ever get to stay in it, because it's reserved for celebrities and contest winners, typically. And the room has two queen-size beds. It has mosaic floors, it has a grandfather clock, And, of course, they put the glass slipper in there as decoration because it is Cinderella's castle. And with the grandfather clock, here's an interesting tidbit, is that it's always set at 11.59. Remember, Cinderella's magic ended at midnight, and the whole idea behind keeping the grandfather clock at 11.59 is that the magic doesn't end at the park. There's also a jacuzzi tub in the bathroom. It has fiber optic stars on the ceiling that you can look at, so that way you can turn off the lights and basically look at a starry night in your bathroom after you've spent a long day walking around the park. Obviously, when you're visiting at night, Tinkerbell can take flight from the castle. And that typically has happened almost every single night since 1985. There's been several different overlays for Cinderella's castle. In other words, it's been painted different designs. One of the more not-so-great overlays that a lot of people will say, but some people liked it, was when Walt Disney World turned 25 in 1996. The castle was decorated to look like a giant birthday cake. It even had frosting pink paint, candy canes, and birthday candles. And it stayed up for more than a year. This wasn't the most popular choice with a lot of guests. And really it's a matter of you have to think about it. It's all subjective. But you're going to the Magic Kingdom. And you want to get your picture in front of the castle. And it looks like a giant cake. While some people liked it, a lot of people thought that took away from the magic of it all. Another one that was pretty memorable. Was when they were opening Stitch's Great Escape in Tomorrowland. With this idea, the castle was vandalized by Stitch, and he threw toilet paper over the turrets, he spray painted Stitch's King on the castle walls. And given the mixed reviews of the birthday cake castle, this layover was only done for one day, basically just to advertise the opening, then they changed it right back. In 2007, the castle was co- covered in twinkling dream lights, and this added even more magic to the attraction. And the lights have come back frequently, including in 2019 during the holiday season as part of the Frozen Holiday Wish. Now, we actually went to the Christmas party at Disney World in the Magic Kingdom in 2019 so we did actually get to see the castle all lit up this way and actually have a picture of it on our wall still and actually it's to me that's one of the best light-ups for the castle i think it looks really nice now obviously we're at the 50th anniversary of disney world right now so right now the castle is kind of at its main colors but it also has a big 50 on it and our middle kiddo even actually got for christmas from santa the Play Castle with the 50th Anniversary logo on it. Now there's several things to do in the castle as well, or right by the castle. One thing we've done for our kiddos on cruise is the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique, which is also something they do offer in the parks. This is something that does need a reservation, but what they can do for kiddos, they have a night program where they do your kiddo up like a knight or a prince, And they also have a princess program where our girls got their hair all done up real nice. Which they never sit nice for us just to brush their hair like five minute hair brushing. But they sat perfectly still through all the brushing and the pain while they put their hair in a really tight bun. And they spray it all down to keep it in place, put some glitter in it, make it look real nice. The castle also has Cinderella's Royal Table, which is a restaurant serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Another thing you need a reservation for. Usually that has character dining, but current state of things, character dining isn't in right now because social distancing, things of that nature. I know they still do some things, like we went to Chef Mickey's for breakfast on our most recent trip to Disney World, and the characters walk through, the kids got to stay at their seats, but they'll stand behind your kids, like, at a distance and still take pictures. It's just a matter of what's going on and what current climate is. Many people have also proposed a royal table, and the staff and cast members will help you out with that. They bring a glass slipper out, sitting on a bed of roses to your table as you propose, and photographers are standing by so that way they can take pictures for you. I mean, what else would a photographer do, really? No trip to the Magic Kingdom is complete without two types of pictures. One, the selfie picture in front of the castle. You have to do it. And then also having someone take a picture for you so that way you can get kind of the full view of yourself in front of the castle. And the castle is perfect for pictures because it intentionally faces south, so the lighting is always great. So those are just a few facts about the Cinderella Castle in Walt Disney World. Again, real quick little mini episode here, making sure that we're giving you guys some content so that way we're not just leaving you out to dry here. People seem to complain. The, The few faithful that we do have have... Gotten on our case during the holidays when we took our holiday break for not doing anything. So, wanted to fill the gaps here, being that we were taking a break to make sure we're making quality full episodes. So, hopefully, you enjoyed this. Something that we'll do throughout now. It'll happen a little bit more often as well, just as the mood strikes and time presents itself, or we decide we need to take a little extra time to do something else. We'll put, put this in here, but I do hope you enjoyed it and we will see you next time for another mini episode and another regular episode. Hope you have a magical day. That's it for this week's episode of Ashes and Will Do Disney. Don't forget, we need your mouse tails. If you have a funny, weird, exciting, or just a favorite Disney memory, send it to ashesandwilldodisney at gmail.com so we can read them on the show. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ashes and Will Do Disney. This is a public group to follow. We're also on YouTube at Ashes and Will Do Disney. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening, and have a magical day!